0: Welcome to the Clemson Dubcast. Saturday, December 11th, taking a deep breath after a crazy, crazy week in Clemson football history. Brent Venables, gone. Dan Radakovich, gone. Tony Elliott, gone. And I think, as we're going to detail at TigerIllustrated.com this weekend, I have a suspicion that Dabo Sweeney is kind of relishing this, enjoying the sort of outside panic skies falling from clemson fans seems like he's right back at home in the underdog role people are doubting him saying he can't do something shouldn't do something one thing we do know the future is going to be fascinating to watch or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M, law.com. If you're in the Eastern Midlands and PD area and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Matt Gross is a proud Clemson alum and the vice president for the Clemson Market for Founders Federal Credit Union. Matt's office is located beside the Walmart Neighborhood Market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. Okay, to our conversation with Ben Boulware I tell you, these talks with him Whether on a podcast or back during his playing days Never not fun Really good stuff here with Ben Here we go, enjoy Okay, joined by Ben Bulware, Former Clemson star Man, I think the first podcast I ever did Four years ago was with you Over at your, uh, over at your gym in Anderson So that was a good memory Appreciate you rejoining us I appreciate you having me all right. So, what uh, what triggered the idea to have you on again was your um, you had a a fantastic tweet in response to Venables' uh, the announcement that he had been introduced at Oklahoma, and it it was a it was a response to the official Oklahoma uh, football feed that had a picture of him. <laughs> holding a football and stared into the camera and he wasn't exactly smiling and, and you said "Looking <laughs> you said honestly there is nothing scarier than when you messed up and this man stared into your soul all caps with those eyes it still gives me nightmares to this day when I got this look after I missed my gap in the 2015 Alabama game and Derrick Henry housed it, housed it for 50 Oh, you dudes, get ready! LOL, that's great stuff, man. And I, I to, I just had to have you on after that point. After I, I've read that,
1: and that's what he would do. He would, he would do that, but he would also be like white foam foaming around his mouth because he just was. I'm telling you, during, during games, the whole time he would have like just like white stuff around his mouth because in the corners, in, in the corners, because yeah. he'd be screaming so much. There's nothing worse. Him sweating. Those eyes, and then just using like a white foam around his face. So this was terrifying.
0: I think I've even seen the white foam in like a press conference. He's even so intense in a press Tell conference. Me, that sometimes it comes out there. I'm <laughs> telling you. All right. What when you first? Well, I guess you were prepared for the possibility because there was a whole week of 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 speculation about him being very much in the mix. But what was your? immediate reaction when you heard the deal was done and that such an icon, such a foundational piece of this machine uh, was headed out.
1: It was definitely weird. And I, I kind of, like you said, had somewhat of like, I guess like close to a week of getting warmed up to the thought of him leaving And I guess that entire week, I was like, "He's not. There's no reason for him to do it. There's. I don't know why he would. Why he would go? He's always communicated to me, and uh, honestly, a lot of other people that he had no desires to be a head coach. I was like, He's a football guy. He just wants to coach linebackers and just coach defense, and doesn't want to deal with the hoopla of." what comes with being a head coach there's just so much other stuff that comes along with that and and with with Tyler still playing here and then his daughters um, I was like I don't other than him just getting a a stupid check and the challenge of just like wanting to see what's next and trying to challenge himself as a I guess as a leader and a coach Nothing pointed to him leaving on my end. So I was like, ah, this is just normal drama. And he probably it's elevated because it were his history with Oklahoma. But I didn't think it was gonna be real until I actually went everyone's been texting me all week, uh, just trying to get like insight on it or <laughs> what do I know? And I'm like, dude, I'm like, going on four years to move now, like, I don't, most, most of the team that's there or people that I know that was there are kind of gone now, and I'm just a businessman now, so <laughs> I don't have much insight, and um, my family's just texting me and friends and whoever, and one of them just, they texted me and said it was a done deal. I can't remember what day, I guess it was, I think it was Sunday?
0: A week ago, Sunday. Uh, yeah. It's been a week now.
1: Well, no, no, no. It happened Sunday,
0: but he... he yeah, yeah, so... Gotcha.
1: So I got a text and just got a done deal and so I go on Twitter and just see all that stuff and I see him getting on a plane with their AD and president, I was like, oh, it was like, I was sad. Yeah. Like, I was truly, I was like, happy for him for his, like, obviously, the... Like, he... I know, like him as a a man and he probably wrestled with this for a while I guess not a while Lincoln when Lincoln Riley left it was only I guess probably two weeks or however long so like but I know he was fighting battles just trying to figure out what decision to make and I know if he made this decision he probably thought long and hard about it and had has a wise counsel that he tapped into and his family. And so I know like he knows that he's made the right decision, but still from like on my point of view and, and your point of view and now it's looking in, it was just sad
0: <laughs> just yeah. to
1: see him, see him leave. Um, yeah, so
0: that's where that's where I'm at. Right now, I guess. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, I posted a, on our on our uh, message board. I posted the image of that Oklahoma released of Brent Venables, uh, sort of the image they came up with. The you know the new football coach, and I'm like, you know, this is this is really cool, you know, to see. And then people are like, man, way too soon, Larry. You know, this is, yeah. we're still in mourning. And my point, exactly. my point is like, it's possible to sort of be both like, wow, what an amazing opportunity for this man, but also it's such a feeling of loss um, that he's no longer around percent.
1: here. A thousand percent. Like you're, you're happy for him and his family because of such good people, like as a man as a leader as a coach as a father the dude is just elite and he's earned like I I I was literally driving this morning and I was just like trying to get into his head about just like how he's just like every decision that he's made over the past I guess 10 years or however long it's been since he's been at Clemson has like paid off for him to get this opportunity like he truly has earned it and uh, so you're super happy for him because I know he just wants the next challenge and just feels like it's right but again you're just like us as Clemson fans we're, we're the, the, not I saw still looking through um, I don't think don't realize how <laughs> blessed we've been yeah. with have, having a coach like him and I think now we do know because We're trying to think about what's next and who we're going to get. And, I mean, there's just, there's no one like him. From like just a a defensive mind standpoint, from like a consistency standpoint, also from like playing the game, being able to relate to recruits, um, from like a leadership, like him and Sweeney are at the top. So it's tough because we just have been not realized how good we've had it over the past 10 years. Um, so, yeah, all that to get to, yes, you're right, super happy and thankful for her, super happy for him, but also sick to your stomach because he's gone.
0: I don't want this to come out the wrong way and make it sound like Clinton's program is now headed into the gutter, but Venable's is irreplaceable. Do you agree?
1: So I think that, and again, like, who cares about my opinion, but I think that, hey, like, we are kind of dealing with a, not a rebuild year, um, but just, like, dealing with some challenges on the team this year. And I thought that, hey, this coming year, maybe the next um, we'd get back to where we were. Like, we learned a lot of hard things and challenged ourselves in a lot of different ways on the, on the team this year. And next year, we'll be back to where we were because we learned so much. I think now, that, hey, instead of it being a turnaround in a year, might be two to three, four years before we get back to where we were, which is fine. And again, like this is just my opinion and no one cares about it. And it might be bullet <laughs> material for the players because they're pissed. I'm saying this, but I'm not going to be wrong. They could be, who they bring in and next year, one national championship. So who knows? But, uh, I think it always starts at the top. And coach Sweeney is, I mean, the best leader that I've ever met in my entire life. And I think he does a really good job or he's done a really good job in the past couple of years is bringing in just freak coaches that know the ins and outs of offense and defense. And he can just kind of, all he has to do is just sit back and deal with the culture and the media aspect of it. And I know he probably taps into the offensive side of uh, the ball a little bit with him being a former receiver and being more knowledgeable in that area. But for the most part, and again, this is out to looking in, I don't know Coach like day-to-day work life, and I know he does a lot more than this. But I feel like for the most part, he just has let Elliott and Venables do their thing. And he focuses more on, like, the relationships, the people, the culture. And he's done it before, and i think like, he's just going to do it again. He's going to find some guys that are elite on – this is saying if, if Elliot leaves. Um, but he, he, he did it however many years ago with both of them. And I know he's probably grown even more now as a coach and as a leader, so he'll do it again. I don't, I'm not worried about it other than it'll take some time for – Hoover what coach they bring in to kind of get his feet planted in the ground and learn the system. But, I mean, Coach Sweeney is, is. Coach Sweeney. Yeah, he is. He's not sweating at all. He'll figure it out.
0: I don't know if, I'm, if, if this is news to you or not, but are you familiar with Wesley Goodwin?
1: Yes, so I have heard the news as well.
0: Okay. And, I, I mean, this is, I'm not criticizing. I mean, all signs point to, to Goodwin being the play caller, defensive play caller moving forward. I'm thinking in a co coordinator role, but him being the play caller, I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying it is, that is, as out, I mean, more than outside the box. Um, to, 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 that's outside the, uh, out the house, um, you know, like to re- replace a, an icon at the top of his profession with. Um, you know, a support staffer, uh, and I've heard nothing but great things about Wesley. But still, I'm, I'm yep. curious. What was your reaction when you when you heard that things were pointing in that direction?
1: Yeah, so similar to yours. Um, I Wes was there when I was there, but again, like he has been so behind, especially when, so when I was there. He was. I mean, I'm pretty sure he. I don't, I don't know. If he was there for the entire time, or. Um, Again, I don't remember what I did yesterday, let alone... <laughs> I mean, hold up, hold up. Yeah. Inside. People are following me, talking around. Um, I don't really remember what I did yesterday. So I don't remember exactly how long he was there. Uh, he
0: was there when you got there, and then he went to the Cardinals for three years, came back in 18. So he would have not okay, been so there he, in 15, 16, 17, I believe.
1: So he was there for a year. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, mean, I knew he was there for a little bit. But, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that... There's was a similar role that he's had now. He's just been behind the scenes and I talked, uh, to Jamie and Skowski. Yeah. yeah. So and he was, that's what he, he put me on that thought about how I was going to be West. And I was like, what? And he was like, dude, the guy's smart. Uh, everyone calls him West, Westless Westless check or whatever, <laughs> uh, like in, in reference to yeah, check. So yeah. just everyone's saying that he's, uh, just a football guru and just understand the defense in and out. And that's probably usually why, and that's why I think there's a lot of potential there is because he's been just on the back end and just knows. And that's what I've been always saying. To be a DC, because I was, I was curious, I'm like, who really going to bring? This? And they bring somebody up, who's it going to be? Because you have to know the – every single person's responsibility in every single situation and what you're going to do with it. You don't have you can't just know linebackers or know the safety's roles or the, the, the three technique or whoever, like you have to know everything. And I guess that's why he makes sense. Cause he's just been on the back end doing, I don't really know all ins and outs of what he's been doing, but I don't think Jamie would make up stuff out of his butt that, he's not a, a, a football guru. Um, but I mean, I also, I, I know that there is a lot of other responsibilities when it comes to being a coach. Like you have to know more, so if, if, if there's a lot of boxes, you have to check. You know? yeah. uh, knowing, knowing the, the defense in and out every position in and out and what you're going to do in every situation. But there's also like the recruiting aspect, the relationship, the like, relationship aspect. Um, Cause you can have all the X's and X's and O's in the world. But if you don't have guys that are elite athletes to do those X's and O's at a high level, then your game plan and your defense doesn't matter. You know, you got to have some, some dudes. So I think that'll also be, a challenge if, if Wes is the guy, uh, that'll be not saying he can't do it because again, like he could be the next Penibles or the next check. But I, I think a challenge for him will be the relationship side of it, then the recruiting side of it, because he's been on the on the back end for so long, and I guess he hasn't been the, the face of like the defense or the linebackers, whoever. That'll be something that he'll have to to do. And I'm sure he's up for the challenge, and uh, we'll see how it goes, you know?
0: Yeah, you mentioned Venable's absolute animal on the recruiting trail. Uh, Probably one of the big reasons Oklahoma went after him. Also, though, let let, let me test this theory out on you. It's my belief that to play that style of defense that he played that's so complex and is ever changing with pressures coming from every, every place you can imagine that it doesn't work if you don't have just total buy-in, Dogs. total devotion to that guy running yep. the show. Like, and I'm not saying Wes can't Wes and you know, co-coordinator can't, uh, produce that same buy-in, but I think that's a part of what you're talking about, checking all those different boxes, In that Venables, I mean, he, those dudes, you and everybody who's played for him just totally latched onto him in every way. Is that, is that... that And
1: that's like a, so like when you, and it's tough for me to speak on why guys come to Clemson, because my opinion's biased. Like, I went to Clemson because... I grew up 30 minutes on the road, and that's all I've ever known. My brother was playing baseball there. My mom went there. My grandparents went there. Like, all I've ever known is Clemson. So, like, I didn't care if uh, Billy Bob Jones was the head coach. I wanted to go play at Clemson. You know, so but I, from a guy, so you're recruiting a guy that's living in California, and how do you recruit him to come to Clemson? Obviously, Coach Sweeney's a big factor in that. You want to play for a guy like Coach Sweeney and uh, the campus and the history of the program. Are we good? What's our chances of playing at the next level? Uh, But then it goes down to the coach. You're not going to want to play for a team and a position coach that you don't have a good relationship with. so I, I think there's many factors when it comes to recruiting, but being able to Build like a, a genuine relationship with players is, and like being able to sell them on why they should come to your program is a huge factor. Um, and I don't, I don't know Wes that well to speak on that aspect of him. You know, like I don't want, I don't want to say, yeah, and I'm not sure... he's yeah. he, he's that because I only had one year with West, and that was freaking eight years ago you know so yeah. like, I'm sure he's made a huge like, leap bounce of just growth as a, as a coach and a, as a person and I don't I, so I can't really speak on how, how it is I just know he's never been in that position where he is the DC the linebacker coach and been on the recruiting trail not that I know of and had to sell guys on why they should come play for him um so I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a uh, you gotta one. You gotta you gotta bring in guys that are elite, that are good athletes, and are fast and athletic and the right measurements. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely help. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of. I mean, if, even if – I don't I – don't, I know your question about, like, you want to – like, to play in this defense, you have to be brought in on the coach, which I think is, like, a point. But also, like, like I, I played the way that I played because of Coach Venables and because, of, like, the way he taught me how to study the game. And selfishly, I wanted to perform at a high level and, and play at the next level. So, like, I don't think it really – I think there's—I don't know. That's a good question.
0: There's
1: there's so many facets to like the defense, and that's a good question. I don't have a—I don't have a good answer on that.
0: So one of one of Wes's great talents is memorization. Um, People say he has a photographic memory, which really comes in handy when you're breaking down an opponent and tendencies. And obviously, that was one of. The most memorable parts of Venables' whole tenure was was the multiple several times over the years watching one of his linebackers, like you, in the national championship game in '16 in Tampa, point to where the play was going to be. And a lot of people are like, I mean, that fans the flames of oh, they're stealing signals, but I think it's more they study so much and they are able to memorize all the different tendencies at every. You know, personnel, personnel grouping, at what point of the field, they if they're inside their own 30, facing third yeah. and six or longer, then they're going to run to the short side 78% of the time. Is that more what exactly. it is in your yep. mind?
1: So, the like that play, because someone tagged me in a tweet uh, this morning. They're like, uh, talking about that play. And, like, that play happens. So, like, when I would study film, and this is all like, I, I, the way I study film, and took notes and memorized stuff was how Coach Spinnables did it, but not at the level he did it. Because he would, he would, he's super big on formations. Um, like when we'd get a not playbook, for just like a a grade report or like a game uh, a game plan on, on an opponent, a lot of it started off of. And here's their top 10 formations and how many times they've done them. Then it goes down to down a distance, uh, their top plays. Um, but it, it's, Venables is all built off of formations. Mm-hmm. And so that play, I, I think, was it a third? I can't remember if it was a third down, a second or third down. But so that play, it was... Um, like an end over play. So I remember there was like, I think there's two or three receivers to the field and they had no one in the boundary, but they had a tight end in the slot. No, no, no. It, was, it was end over. So everyone was to the field. Mm-hmm. I and mean, they had, they had three receivers, I believe to the field and they had a tight end in the slot that was in a slot position, but it used to the field as well. And when they were in that position and then they motioned that tight end to the boundary, Every, I think it was like they probably ran that play. I can't remember the number how many times, but it was like let's say they ran that ran that play six times in the season. Every single time they were in that formation and they motioned the tight end to the boundary in that down and the distance, they ran this play. So, um, I was big on. I, because having to do all that in your head in two seconds is very, very hard. So I knew that they only ran that formation like five or six times <laughs> and they motion. I'm like, all right, well that just clicked in my head. Cause I like, I think I've tweeted it before uh, a picture of me drawing that formation in my notebook. And I put like a little dash when they're motioning. And I was like, if they're in this formation and the tight end motions are going to run this play. And I like just in my head, it clicked. This is the formation. Titan just motioned because that's when. So you see me on the line. He motions over. I get out. I get out wide, like probably two to three more yards, because I know they're running the play, and I wanted to set the edge. And that's when I start waving everybody over. I'm like, they're coming here. They only get this many times. So they're about to run this play, and it happened. And so I set the edge, and Kendall has a free lane to to stop them. And so that was based off of, like I knew that just because I, they ran that formation in place a, amount of times and it was 100%. they were just It was going to happen. And then there was that, that slip string as well. So in, I think it was fourth quarter where I think it was like a, an even formation I'm like double slot and they motioned the receiver across the formation and the running back slipped out the back and it little slip screen mm-hmm. and I think I was fourth down where I kind of it was like a suplex but like I got the run of back and like threw him over my shoulder
0: Uh huh.
1: that same formation and same play was like the same tendency and percentage I believe like they only did it like let's say five or six times and a hundred percent of the time when they're in this formation and they try to do just some some eye garbage where they're trying to get you to buck to the field because they have a Receiver motioning, they're always going to go at the back end. Like it was 100%, and I played the way I did, and was able to call out plays just because I would really lock in on the formations and like the the motions and tendencies that were like hey, 80, 90, 100% of the time they're doing this, and I would draw them all out and would I mean just study them relentlessly, and. I don't know... How long has Wes been there? I, I don't... So, like, again, this is goes back to me not knowing Wes that well, but, like, Venables coached that defense. Yeah. You know, from top to bottom, we have our position coaches that obviously, like, go through their stuff, like, Venables knows everything, and a lot of those guys are probably coaching and learning and, and training the other guys based off of how Venables done it. So I imagine that Wes is the same way. You know? Hey, we're going to get a... A game plan. Here's top formations and uh, tendencies, percentages, all that stuff. You say he's been there since 2018. So so, years, you know. so
0: he came with Woody in 09 from Mississippi State, Davo's first year, and then gotcha. I want to say he was he was here until '13. He actually coached the DBs in the in the LSU bowl game because Charlie Harverson yeah, was gone. That. And then yeah. he was at Arizona Cardinals for three years then came back in February of 18, yeah. I believe. So he was gone for who, three years.
1: Who was there in the Arizona? Because um, my, my – what year was that? Because my Arians. D.C.
0: Bruce Arians. Bruce he was that, that was a,
1: 2014. To, you said 2014 to 18? It
0: was, no, it was seven. He was there. He was with the Cardinals for the 17, 16, and 15 season, I believe.
1: Okay. So, rather, so a little bit of when I went to the Panthers – I think I've been after it. So my, my linebacker coach and RDC ended up going through the Cardinals for like a year after I left, I believe. So that would have been 2017 and eighteen. Um, a little bit different defenses. But, yeah, I mean, it's all going to be based off of I – I, all I know is what I know. Yeah. And, hey, formations, tendencies, percentages, down the distance, and what else is there to, like – Grade and to study, so I don't know what your question question was. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: uh, we were just talking uh, about that. We were just talking about the 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 hallmark sort of of the of the Venables era was a lot of those. It was just the consummate preparation, uh, knowing what was coming a, a lot just based off of the off the study of the tendencies and all that.
1: Dude, you'd get there on so you'd we so Monday Mondays we'd have. A late practice, but I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, you had a film. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was one or two, but you have a film at like a defensive meeting, like five or six or something like that. And I swear to God, for four years straight, every single one of those meetings, you get in there, you're freaking tired because you just got up and because you have to go to a workout after I believe and then you go to class but I swear to God every one of those Monday like starter meetings for the next (laughs) Benos would come in guns blazing (laughs) like he is drunk 17
0: 17 what? You broke up there for a second.
1: 17 coffees. (laughs) He would sprint into the room. I I (laughs) swear to God, every meeting, every Monday meeting, because we'd all be tired. And that just kind of set the tone for the week. And he'd come in. We already have, like, our our game plan. And he would go in, sit down. He would probably BS and talk for, like, five seconds. And you'd get straight to it. All right, here's the formations. Here's the top uh plays and these down in distances. Um here's what like uh, offenses are like running this and the other and you would Monday you have that meeting, five AM hour and you're just straight to it just kind of laying a foundation of the team you're about to play and we break up in the position meetings. Um and do that. We have that meeting uh Tuesday I think we we so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, again you have meetings after the the team meeting. And will be about like an hour, hour and a half, I believe. But like he expected his players to because he's gonna like every single meeting, he's gonna ask you questions. All right, so it's just done a distance, Ben, what do you think what we'll players they're gonna run? Like all the guys, and you better be under P's and Q's. He's gonna know if you're prepared or not. And all throughout that meeting, he's trying to put you in situations where, hey, it's third and during in double slot, gun plus. What are you thinking? You know, all right, they just ran this play. What are you thinking is about to come? Um, all right, it, this time in the game, what uh, type of ball are you thinking? They're going to in the red zone. All right, what's their red zone tendencies? They're going to be 50% of the time. they like, this offense or this formation, what are you expecting? And every single meeting, and it kind of comes – Probably Monday, Tuesday, he's kind of handling most of it. But come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, he's asking questions and expecting answers out of every single person. So, and and he's expecting you to watch. Hey, get there. We got your Tuesday or Thursday workouts. Um, You better be in there watching film. And the guys that were able to answer questions quickly and efficiently were the ones that played. And but you gotta be under P's and Q's, you know, you gotta be wired. And I will say that is the most wired, consistent coach. And I have. there was never a day where he wasn't on. And that's why we were consistent, you know. Because you could you couldn't be off yeah. with him, him him being on every single day. Like you had to be prepared in every situation because you knew who he was gonna be.
0: Okay, so. He assaults you with all this information on Monday morning, and you're basically expected to by Wednesday night, Wednesday evening to have
1: to yeah. <coughs> Tuesday. I Tuesday. <laughs> mean, yeah, I'm telling. It's a thick uh, like game plan, and it, he expects by the Tuesday meeting after the the team meeting, he's asking questions and he's expecting answers. And if, if not, you're getting ripped in front of everybody. How just so? ripped, ripped, and low it's like, it's just embarrassing, because he's going to come after your soul.
0: All right. Can, can, can you, can you uh, do a reenactment of the typical tearing into your soul Tuesday afternoon <laughs> meeting when somebody doesn't know uh, the answer?
1: Yeah, now I'm recording. I probably couldn't. I'd probably get in trouble.
0: <laughs> but trouble from who? Not me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want to put customers in, in your article? Uh, whatever. You, it's not a... Whatever. No, I mean, there's. I mean, I was there for four years and we probably went to 500 meetings. So it's just, I honestly can't even like say, I don't even want to say, try. I'm trying to be a better, I'm trying to communicate better and, and not talk the way I used to football. So I'm just like, it was, it was tough. Screaming. Like, he's going to, he's going to question for me. Like if, if it's my senior year and it's Tuesday or Wednesday and I don't answer something correct, uh, correctly, He's going to question me as a leader. He's going to question me, like, hey, do. what are you doing? Like, Jamie, are you ready? Ben clearly do not know what he's doing. Be ready to step up. Be ready to start Saturday because Ben is uh, a fourth year senior, played 30 <laughs> games, and he didn't know the answer to what they're going to do in the red zone. Jamie, get ready. You're probably going to start this game. Wow. And But, like, not even joking. Like, he clearly, it's not going to start. My chick 2016. Not going to start Jamie, who's a freshman, but, like, He's looking at you with those eyes, the thumb on his mouth, questioning you as a, <laughs> as a man because you don't know what's going to happen in the red zone on uh, second down. And then, and then during practice, all right, one's out, and then Jamie, go up again. <laughs> there he it is. The there it is. I'm, I'm telling you. So, <laughs> so I start running out. Get up here, Jamie. Go on the ones, or whoever it is, and you're just like disgusted because you didn't answer. You're so mad you answer. I'd answer everything right, but I don't know what's happening on the red zone second down, and now I'm losing snaps in practice. So, like, he's gonna drag it on. And Wednesday, if I still answer that question right, he's it'll be bad. Luckily. Like, I did my due diligence, and I I took very good notes, and every night, like, literally every night, if we are in the season, every night, I'm looking through, like, my tips and reminders, looking through every single note. We'd get to Fridays, we'd go to the hotel, Um, you obviously have, like, the team meeting, and then you go through some position stuff, but, like, Saturday morning, we'd... Have about a fifteen to twenty-minute player-led position meeting, and I was the one that had to lead those. So like, I obviously didn't know what was going on. And but then Saturday morning, or Saturday before the game, before every single game, my junior and senior year, we I'd bring the whole defense up, and I'd go through my tips and reminders from that week. Where I'd have some for the defense, I'd have some for the linebackers, and I have some for the DBs. Uh, but most of them would be just like overall defensive game plan um, hey they love this formation hey Dorian make sure you remember this like when they get in this formation like y- you and someone need to communicate every game for two years when I was starting I'd go through my tips and reminders so like I looked through those religiously so that I wouldn't get embarrassed in those meetings or on the field but like my freshman and sophomore year yeah I got embarrassed a lot because uh, he would just ask a question that I wasn't prepared for because I wasn't studying.
0: This is why I've always thought one of the reasons I've always thought college football players should get class credit for playing football because that sounds like a final exam each each week
1: every day every day you're yeah, yeah to, you're right every day getting tested and you it's a so much information that you have to. Unless you're, I mean, if you're a freak athlete, then you can get by with some stuff. Uh, but like, if, if you're me, you're a six foot white boy who's running a four seventy five. Like, I, you have to find something to gain that edge. And if you want to play at a high level and be an all American and win a Jack Lambert and be able to call up plays, and you've got to study. You know, I, I can't speak on the Isaiah Simmons of the world or. Yeah the step on Anthony's because I'm not in that body and like for guys like me it, it, yeah, it's a it's school I mean, it's, it's a it's a job and, you, and you'll be good at it you know you can go through and have guys that come in play don't play until their senior year have 30 tackles and then get out and get a job but if you want to hey, start multiple years and get some accolades and some recognition you it is a job That's anything in life, you know. You want to be good at anything, you got to kind of commit to it and and sacrifice for it.
0: I remember when Kendall Joseph shared that, I mean, Venables would be calling him late Friday night at the hotel and and, and saying, Hey, look at this. You know, here's another formation or whatever. I mean, I assume with most.
1: 1,000%. Really? Yes. I I forget. Because me and I think my senior year. Uh, so my senior year, the seniors got a, a room by themselves. Um, but sometimes, oh, that's a home games. On away games, we have to share rooms. So like me and Kendall would have to share a room or me and Chad, or whatever. but it usually was me and Kendall, I believe. And, mm-hmm. He put us in group text or he calls, play, put me on speakerphone. i watching, it's like nine thirty or ten via yeah, game more. Right, I'm watching film right now. Here's a new tendency I figured out. And third down, I look back fifteen years when this uh, when their coach was a line or was a receiver coach at freaking TCU, they ran this trick play for twice this year. I'm feeling like, and they've they've gotten this formation this year. I'm thinking it's coming. They know we're going to beat the crap out of them. They've gotten the formation of the horse. I know they have it in their back pocket. Make sure you are ready for this trick play in this down distance every week.
0: So I'm assuming that most coaches by Friday, the haze in the barn. All right, time to relax and sort no, of detach. Yeah, not, not, um do you roll your eyes when he when you see the call coming from him late on a Friday night or are you still just totally engaged and I mean how much is too much information overload Um,
1: I will say he did it was information overload Um, but again like you can be the guy that rolls his eyes and not absorb the information and then when nut cutting time comes you're not prepared for that situation even then he called you or he let you know it so like I try to absorb it as much as possible but yeah you're a 20, 20 year old kid you're just like dude at 10 <laughs> o'clock go to bed you know like <laughs> but yeah no, that's 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 not I don't I mean I can only speak to what I know and what I experience. Um. so what I that's normal for us or I mean for him but I, mean, I can't I've never been in Auburn's locker room or yeah. South Carolina's locker room so I, I mean I imagine it's not bad. I mean, they, they, would be, they would be as
0: consistent as we are. The best example of what you're talking about, getting, ringing every bit of preparation out of the week that you can, comes in the preparation for the uh, final couple of plays against Louisville in 14. Um, after, I guess it was James Quick who caught that ball over the middle. DB takes a bad angle, and it's like a 80 yard. Catch and run, j Curse chases him down. I think to the two inside the five. Anyway, uh, tell me if you if, if this sounds familiar to you. But Venables had uh, found some stuff that Bobby Petrino ran at his previous stop at Western Kentucky.
1: well I tell you, would I told you—that's what I was bringing up, like stuff like that. Yeah, he'd go through the coaches. I'm pretty sure Petrino he had a very—he hasn't—he had his hands on a lot of things. At Liverpool, so like he knew that he was going to have a, a good uh, impact on what plays were called. I said he would go through the timeline of the entire coach's history, where he was, um, and break down their stuff. The amount of times where we watched a lot of just like like grainy film that was from like the early 2000s, or we didn't even get to the 1990s of where a coach was and like seeing plays every week you have at least one, one piece of footage that was probably 10 years plus old
0: wow it is it, it, 2 years uh, 2 years after the after the 16 championship they held alabama to 16 points and i i will go down forever as saying that's one of the most astounding feats in college football history because of that that Alabama offense was just filthy loaded with Stupid. talent. and yeah. and yeah. Is, is that to you, even though you weren't a part of it, is, do you agree with that as you were watching it, at, I guess, and at the end of the game when they're 16 on the scoreboard, they don't score in the second half? Are you just as as amazed as, as everybody else was over that?
1: i but being honest, I don't remember much about that game because I didn't play it. Yep. And, like, I didn't have as much of an investment in it, obviously. The only, the only investment I had was from a fan. So, yeah. honestly, I think my, my memory is just so trash now from football. <laughs> like uh, Unless it's, like, about, like, stuff that I was, like, invested in. Like, if I remember like, about games that I played in, I could tell you a lot. But, so, like, especially from a fan's perspective on 2018, let right alone what I did last week. Yep. Yeah. And that's probably because uh, the two, the hits that I, I went through, my memory's trashed now. But yeah. honestly, I couldn't tell you a, a thing about that game. <laughs> We're being realistic.
0: Do you worry about going through the rest of your life and, and sort of the impact of all those hits?
1: Uh, that, that's been a discussion. I've had a, a decent amount of conversations, probably over the past, probably the past year or two. Um, not to like scare anybody, but sure. like. Sure. Uh, uh my memory has definitely gotten. I don't know I just don't remember stuff and that's just me as a human being, but I my memory has gotten bad. Mm. <laughs> like bad. Uh, but I didn't like I probably only had like over my career, and I guess probably any, any concussion of a one is probably too, one too many, but I probably had I knew I had one really bad one in high school. And then I probably had three or four in Clemson. Um, So I probably had five that are like legitimate. And again, yeah, that's five is worse than than zero, but you hear about some guys that have like 50 or they could be exaggerating. But so I don't like, I I don't know what my brain looks like. (laughs) It's probably small, but my memory is definitely struggles. For sure. So yeah, we'll we'll see what the future holds. I have no clue. I'm healthy, and uh, we're going run a, a business, and so it's, it's not as bad as probably some people, but it ain't great.
0: When you say bad, it sounds like you've been alarmed at how bad it is. Some examples, like what, where, where, what are some some? Ways I
1: try to like I try to not to like read into that stuff like yeah. too much. But at the end of the day, like. Honestly, it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it right now. Like, yeah. other than I just have tr- trash memory and I just stuff that I didn't invest all that time and energy into. I'm not going to remember. And that, and that might just be anybody. You know, I, d- I had, I didn't play that 2018 game. Um, and I had no impact on it. So I, you know, I, I probably watched it at a, a bar or something. So. That's, that's probably why I don't. Remember <laughs> <laughs> you know?
0: But then again, you're sitting there die- recalling all the little intricate details of that one play in 16. so it can't be can't well, yeah, too but, well. so, but,
1: but there's so many yeah there's so many hours that I'm telling you that week when we played Alabama, my senior year, like I just kept thinking back to my junior year of all the things that I didn't do. Uh-huh. Like preparation, preparation-wise, where I'm like the like one of the only underclassmen starting that that my 2015 defense, and, and I don't pull like trash, but like there's a lot of things that I could have done better to uh, give us a better chance to win. So like that week, my senior year, I'm like, this is my last game. I'm not gonna leave any stone unturned, and i I will have no regret after this game because I know that I did everything in my power to make sure that I'm prepared. So, like, the amount of hours that week, I mean, I don't know if you heard the story, but we had, like, we had a 7 a.m. players players meeting or defensive meeting every, I guess we got there, you might have got to there Tuesday maybe that week, from Tuesday to the following Monday, every day at 7 a.m. before our team meeting, our defense we had a players led meeting and I'm have you heard that story? I have not. <clears throat> so I'm trying to decide if I should uh I won't give a name. But so I am going into that week, I'm just like, what are some things that we can do that I know Alabama's not doing? So I guess we, I think we get there Monday or Tuesday and after you get there you go and have dinner and then you go you go to a movie and then you get back and <clears throat> someone on the team speaks. My senior year it happened to be me every single week because I could not get Deshaun to speak. That's one of the things that I like challenged him the first week of the season, our senior year. I'm like, dude, we have like our leadership meeting that we did with McCorvey every week. And I was like bro, I need you to help me like, be a vocal leader on this defense. I cannot do it on my own. And I d- did that all throughout the summer and then finally challenged him in the leadership meeting. And it pissed him off because he was just like, bro, I'm that's not me. Like, I lead in other ways. I just handle my business, lead by example. If that's who you are, be who you are. I'm going to be the leader I am. So he kind of popped off on me. I'm like, all right sick. I got to handle all this from like a communication standpoint now, which is fine. Like there's so many different types of leadership. And the way that the Sean did his, his senior year is like his right. And that's just who he is. And it obviously worked. Um, and we had good balance, but so every, every week on Friday nights, you'd have a player uh, come up and speak and it was me every single week. Uh, just cause no one else would step up to talk. And so after we got to, uh, the Alabama week and we got back from the movies Coach Swinney would speak for 17 hours like he always did (laughs) and then I I came up and I challenged our defense I was like because all the coaches leave all the families the wives it's just like me and the team in there and I challenged I was like hey we're going to have a players led meeting before uh, the team meeting every single day you don't have to be there But if you do not come, I swear to God, you're not going to step on the field. You're not going to play. So, like, hey, it's not mandatory, but just know I'm keeping note of who didn't show up because I'm going to make sure you don't get on the field. So breakfast would start at, like, 6 or something like that. So you had to get up pretty early, eat breakfast, and come to the 7 meeting. And first day, probably 90% shows up. Second day, probably 95%. Third day, we're probably missing two, three guys. Uh, Fourth day, one guy. There's only one guy left that didn't show up. Fifth day, only one guy that didn't show up. And then, like, Sunday, um, there's still one dude that would not show up. And let's just say this guy is pretty much starting. A young dude. He is, like, playing a lot of snaps on the defense. And he wouldn't show up. And I find him like that Sunday afternoon and I was like, dude, I need you to be at this meeting tomorrow. It's the last one. If you don't show up, I promise you, you will not play one snap in tomorrow's game. I got you, bro. I'll be there. I'll be there. I promise. So Monday comes around and because to was like January 11th, we played <clears throat> or ninth or 11th. Usually those games are on 9th or 11th. Nice, I believe. And it was a night. Okay, so Monday comes around and seven hits. He's not there. Gets the seven five, still not there. And I'm like, have the clicker in my hand doing going to the film and he's still not there. And I i can't even think because I'm just like sick to my stomach because I know this guy is supposed to like have a huge impact on the game that night. And he would not come to this meeting. Gets like 7.15 and he walks in he's like, getting eye boogers out of his eyes you can tell he just like misses alarm and I lose my mind and you can use a little clicker you the forward, the play, the pause, or reverse button that you did to change the film I had it in my hand because I'm like going through film with the guys and I see him walking in here the door open and I just lose my mind, I throw the remote at him and pretty much just degrade him in front of the entire defense at that meeting and meeting's over I immediately go find Coach Venables and I remember I'm walking up the stairs of the hotel he's walking down we just happened to see each other and I was like so and so do not put him in the game he missed every single player meeting that we had if you put him in I swear to god I'm gonna call a out or I'm gonna lay on the ground until you pull him out all Venables says was yes sir and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't play a snap
0: Oh, I guess that'll be easy to figure out.
1: <laughs> you, I, I didn't, I didn't say any names, and um, so he didn't play a snap, and uh, because he didn't come to the, to the meeting, you wow. know? And that was that was like stuff like that, stuff that that's why we were we won the national championship my, my senior year because we had guys that bought in. You know, we had like guys like Christian, that like Cleveland, that didn't, didn't blink an eye where hey dude you're going to get get up an hour early because we're going to have these meetings because we have to do this to to beat the alabamas and the guys on that defense yeah we weren't we weren't perfect and we gave up a lot of points and lost to pittsburgh but like you had guys that were not like me my junior year that knew that it was the 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 opportunity to play at this level and and win a national championship is so thin and we're willing to do what it takes and uh that guy's hated me for the past, or like probably the past four years. And then I saw him. We were at an event, a church event, and uh, together. And he like came up to me crying and he is like told me, "He's like, dude, I have hated your guts for the past four years because of that situation." And we had a good conversation, talk, forgiveness was. Was given and uh, move on with our lives. And uh, luckily, he was on the 2018 team and won a national championship. So, like, that definitely eased the pain. But the dude, like, wanted to kill me because I, I wouldn't let him get in the game because he didn't get, go to the meeting. Like, that's not my fault. <laughs> you know, like, I'd be soft and a poor leader if, if I uh, gave in to the fact that you're undisciplined and, and won't give a little extra effort and come to a, a simple hour long meeting. Like I'm not letting you ruin my opportunity for national championship because you won't get up early. So but he still is hating me. And uh but we're good now. We taught it was like two years ago when we I saw we saw each other and had a good conversation and uh moved on. But yeah. People don't know about those uh ask Christian or ask Cleveland or whoever, you can ask Jamie. Uh those meetings were the meetings were good, they were beneficial. That's why we that's why we played it at we gave up some points in that game, but for the most part, we we're able to decipher plays and call them out and uh, get the win. because I promise you Alabama won't do it, having a meeting like that.
0: The most amazing part about that to me is Venable saying, yes, sir.
1: Didn't blink an eye i walk up the stairs. He's walking down with the coffee in his hand. I'm like, don't put him in the game. We've had these meetings every single day at 7, and he did not show up. And then the day he shows up 15 minutes early, I don't trust him. Don't put him in. And literally just kept walking, yes, sir, <laughs> and didn't play.
0: So there's some important context to that. And I remember talking about this with you several times, both during the sixteen season and thereafter. Uh, in the fifteen national championship, I guess late that year, uh, postseason, there were, uh, I guess, a few guys. Maybe safe to say, on defense, who, who were sort of casual. Uh, maybe, maybe casual. looking at, looking ahead to the, to the NFL. And it's it's always anybody I've talked to off of that team will forever look back and sort of, sort of identify that as probably the difference between. <laughs> um uh, between losing 45 to 40 and 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 winning a national title that year um but you the next year in 16 I remember you telling me that you got Christian before the season maybe maybe and and said that that and y'all you addressed the defense and you said
1: if we're not hey, we're, we're, where our feet are planted is where they are we're not looking to next year no one gives an F about your draft ranking or where you're going to be, up, be at in a year we're not even thinking about it yeah and we uh, we talked about that I think it was like day one fall count I absolutely cussed out everybody
0: and and if if if, if you don't then christian and i are gonna I kick your ass
1: yeah again i'm the short white boy you need somebody that's huge <laughs> and that <laughs> I uh, obviously a good football player a great person just well respected and i needed some backup and yeah so we we and him talked and uh we had a really really good relationship my my senior year and uh he's the man like I can't. I would never have say one bad word about Christian Wilkins. The dude is obviously an incredible football player, but just is like as genuine and just good people. And uh, was I was very thankful to have a guy like him on our defense my senior year. That was just just reliable that you could count on to obviously make plays or do what he says he's going to do. So yeah, I had some backup. Football season is grilling season, and Jack Oliver's pool, spa, and patio is South Carolina's premier source for the big three. Weber, Traeger, and Big Green Egg Grills. Blackstone Griddles, too. I'm Jack Oliver. Grill all your tailgate favorites to perfection with a premium gas, charcoal, or pellet grill, then top it all off with something sizzling from your Blackstone Griddle for grills, griddles, patio furniture, hot tubs, and saunas. Shop in store or online at Jack Oliver's Pool Spa and Patio, Forest Drive in Columbia, and jackoliverpools.com.
0: When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experienced team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting. Like some of the Positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is the Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm Smith & Archenthal. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Black Acre at 864-326-3507. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service, integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero's solutions, you can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at celerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. How tough is it to look back on that 15? I mean, you, you, in your tweet about Venables you said you're still haunted by his look, the look on his face after after that missed gap and Derrick Henry uh, scooting Was on by.
1: Sick, sick to my stomach.
0: I'm just saying yeah, it's,
1: um, it's still ahead,
0: something that'll stick with, even though a lot of you guys, well, there are some guys who didn't have the opportunity in 16. Some guys were gone after yes. 15.
1: Yeah, ask Eric McLean how he uh, feels about that game or or B.J. Goodson, you know. Ask those guys who didn't have yet another opportunity to get redemption. I promise you, they will not. Uh, I, I bet bottom dollar. They still. They still uh, think about it. Luckily, I had an opportunity to fix what I effed up my junior year. But I promise you, uh, BJ Goodson and, and Eric McLean and uh, guys on that 15 team still think about it.
0: You don't have to name names if you don't want to but when did you notice what what does it look like when you, when it's obvious that a player or players are not totally invested and it's and it's something that you're concerned about as being <clears throat> as being perhaps the difference in a championship game
1: uh, Probably effort Mhm yeah cuz like that's one thing that I couldn't like, I can't speak much on that game because like, I had plenty of mistakes. I don't think my effort ever came into question. but like There's a lot of times in that game where I played hesitant or second-guessed what I was supposed to do because I let the environment, the situation, the being the national championship person I played in just kind of get the best of me. But And there were plenty of mistakes that were made, and I can't judge a man's character on making a mistake because I make plenty, but lack of effort on some people in that game is when you're on the sideline and you just like, you're looking up on the, on the big screen, seeing a replay and seeing guys just like walk or jog. Mm. That's, that's tough. Um, It's, it's tough to see it during the week because you just, again, like there's nothing that I remember of that week where I'm questioning anything. But when, like, I remember being on the sidelines after a couple of big plays, and you just see guys just lollygagging. And I'm like, that's tough. You know, that's uh, that's tough to see, especially when you're in the national championship.
0: It's hard to hear you say I'm a businessman now because I'm just used to what I saw and heard from you when you were a player. Is it hard to? Is it weird to say that as a as a as a uh, uh, you know, just as a functioning member of society. Hey, I'm a businessman now. I'm I'm maturing that kind of thing.
1: No, yeah, definitely is weird. You know, it's <laughs> just uh, I mean, I'm 27 now, about to get married in a couple of months. Oh, good for
0: you, man! Congratulations. Yeah, we're getting,
1: we're getting married in March. So yeah, life changed. You know, a, with time and growing up. There's a lot of things that happen. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a linebacker at my core and uh, a football player till I die. So, but you have to you have, to have a plan B and you got to adapt, you know, and that door closed for me. And luckily I had this plan B with the the gym and had good people around us where I could pursue it relentlessly. Um, Cause there's a lot of things that you learn with football, especially just from like a leadership perspective. Like you can, you obviously have to have a unique idea and a cool product, but like it really comes down to the people. You know, like do you have people that you can trust, that you can, that are reliable and uh, like a good team around you. And I feel like if you have that, those are the, those are the successful businesses that really grow and flourish uh, are the ones that have just really good people on it. Uh, Cause with is like, this, this 2021, everything's been thought like thought of, you know, there's literally anything for everything. But the ones that are successful are the ones that have good teams. And I learned that from football and planner guys like Coach Sweeney and, and Coach Venables. So, luckily, we had a very unique product and idea in this workout. And I can't even think of a better business partner than Marcus. And uh, we have an awesome team. And Marcus, who? Brown. Yes, yeah, gotcha. so my business partner is a guy named Marcus Brown. He played safety at Newberry. And it's just. Elite. He, uh, we have a lot of ins and outs of our business. Where like the roles that he does and I does, but he's really good at his job, and he's a great leader, uh, reliable, shows up, does what he's supposed to do, and he's a good leader of people. And uh, we learned that from football, you know. So, at the end of the day, all those guys on that team now, unless they pay, I mean, play just twenty years in the league in a hall of fame and can just retire after and sit back and do, do nothing, they're all got to have a plan B, and a lot of the things that they're going to learn from football and especially playing in that locker room under coach Sweeney and Bittables, uh it'll be easy to make that transition because you just got a lot of knowledge and, and things in your tool belt that you learned.
0: Is it still the gym in, in Anderson or have you expanded? At, uh, or, I heard you might be coming to Clemson. Is that? Yep.
1: So we have a we opened up a Greenville location last year in the middle of the pandemic, which is wow. an awesome idea for uh, <laughs> in the middle of a global pandemic. And that one has has gone well, and we're opening up a Clemson location in downtown at the old Astro movie theater, and uh, that will hopefully be opened in the end of February March timeline. And then we have a some more that are on the way, nothing that's public knowledge. And, um, but the plan is to grow and to expand and see where this thing takes us.
0: So I know a lot of people listening went to Clemson and are familiar with the old Astro and are very curious about what that thing looked like when y'all first walked in the doors.
1: Uh, an, em- an empty shell with a six-foot slope. Of a floor, wow, which is a problem. Yeah, uh, so it's a, a problem when you're a fitness studio and you're trying to go into an old movie theater. So we, uh, luckily, my dad is in the concrete business and owns a concrete company. So we were able to get concrete at a very solid price, and um, and both sides of it. There's a, we had, there'll be another tenant that I don't think is announced either uh, that'll be beside us that had an even bigger space. That's six foot sloping. So it's it's coming along. It's, it looks very different than what it did six months ago. I mean, it was a turd. But it <laughs> makes a good work on it.
0: Um, when I visited with you last, you were sort of just starting to get it off the ground. What's the most important thing you've learned as a businessman from then to now?
1: I would say it's all about the people. Mm-hmm kind of what I hit on earlier you yeah. know it's like you can have you know, obviously to come create a business you have to have something unique and something that like people want which we have but people will come and go but as long as you have like like a good team and a good culture that's what allows like consistency on the client end We're like like for us, our our number one goal is like I wanted to create a culture of a gym that like people might hate me, might hate Marcus, might hate our staff, but like they've created like relationships and friendships at the gym that God, I'm I'm, I'm gonna keep coming. Ben pisses me off, but I love this place. I can't yeah. leave, you know. And that's uh what I I wanted to do is just create a really good culture and. Nurse, man, you could—I could speak for 15 hours on how to create that, and it's obviously extremely difficult. But it really just comes down to finding good people and then finding a way to keep the good people. You know, that's the hardest thing. It's just finding, (laughs) finding, and keeping good people.
0: It's crazy that the last minute and a half you've talked about what it takes to run a successful business. Everything you just said probably applies to. That football. Po- football program over there, as as yep. you know, as they're looking for a, a way to that's keep this why, thing going.
1: That's why Clemson will be fine, and Clemson is who we are and who will be because of guys like Coach Sweeney, you know, who's just like he brings on also brings on smart coaches that are know the X's and O's, but like you have a, a leader like him who's consistent and does what he says he's going to do. And cares about the culture of the program and, and guys graduating and stuff like that. People will gravitate to that, yeah. you know. Like people who want to play for a guy like that. Who again, like that's what, what one of the things Coach Minnimal said in his press conference. Like I don't like I don't care about your talent. I care about your heart. And you want to play. honestly, like it's a it's a business and it's a job and and they have their bills to pay. But like when you focus on like those things the rest of the st- other stuff takes care of itself.
0: Last question. Two parts. The most pissed off that Venables was at you and the most pissed off that Dabo Sweeney was at you during your career.
1: Okay. I can tell you Sweeney's right off the bat. Coach Venables got up mad at me every day. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those... The, the most mad Coach Sweeney was at me was when we played against Wake Forest my junior year. So they did this trick play. It was like a motion, and it was at home. And I, I made a stop behind the lines and, like, suplexed the guy and ran, like, 50 yards down. We were probably, like, in the 30 or – like, they're on 40 yard by maybe. And I run, like, probably 20 yards downfield after the the tackle just to make sure everyone saw me. And I, I like, celebrated and just went way over the top. (laughs) And, And Coach Sweeney ripped me. And he benched me, I think, for the rest of the quarter because, like, I just was just way just OD just like celebrated and just went way over the top. Cause he just, he just doesn't like that stuff. And he cussed me out. I remember coach was just giving me the look, didn't say anything. Cause he just saw coach <laughs> Sweeney ripping me and uh, didn't feel the need. Obviously to kind of jump on top of that. But yet Sweeney wouldn't let me in for that. I appreciate the rest of the quarter because of uh, what I did. He was, that was probably the most mad he's been at me. Um, he also cussed me out for I think I was I told him it was like my freshman or sophomore year. I was it was some like charity event or something, and I was supposed to be at it, and I don't think I showed up to it or I was late. Um, there was like some miscommunication, but he also didn't care about it and he cussed like we were in the west earlier we in the the, the, um, the indoor facility, and I remember him like cussing me out because I was late or something. Those are the two times he's ever cussed me out. Um, the most mad I ever saw him was when he, when Ryan Carter uh, almost missed the bus. I think I was junior year, or junior or senior. We were going to the national championship, and remember uh, we were leaving the west end zone, and Ryan Carter was late <laughs> and uh, ran like from the west end zone to the bus, and he had like his pants around his ankles. Uh, long story, Ryan <laughs> was late, and Ryan got on our bus, and I—that's the most mad I've seen Coach Sweeney him ruining Ryan Carter on the bus because he was late before the, bus. we were going to the airport and he almost missed the oh. national championship. He like got his tux cleaned in Anderson and it was really bad traffic <laughs> and just really poor timing on on Ryan's part, but almost missed the bus going to the airport for the national championship game and coach Sweeney. I'm, I've never seen him that bad. That was a, experience. I'm, I'm pretty, I have a video on my phone of him uh, cussing out Ryan that I'm not, not going to send you here. We'll never, never get to the public. But uh, everyone is just like super silent, and he's just like ripping Ryan. And then uh, Corinne Wiggins was wearing like a, a New York Yankees hat. <laughs> if you ask anyone on the team, he starts cussing out Corinne for, for him wearing a, a Yankees hat when you're not supposed to have any hats or something like he just was pissed and would just try to find anything to get mad about and just starts ripping Corinne Wiggins for wearing a New York Yankees hat. Um, Coach Venables, golly, I'm trying to think of like any time I was just like sick to my stomach. Dude, I would probably say that touchdown against Derrick Henry because like I, we were in double flanker where it was like, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure there was like two tight ends like, they're going to run an inside zone. And we were in a defense called gold, which is like a – just a base run defense. Just fill your gap. Do your job, and nothing will happen. And I'm right in front of – I'm pretty sure it was like, – I had the B or C gap. And I'm right in front of the gap, I it was positive. It was the B gap. I'm right in front of the B gap, and I go in the A gap. And I go in I go uh-huh. on B.J.'s gap.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And he runs straight through my B gap. And house it, and we were in the most simple. We were in the most simple run defense, but we didn't run it a lot, so we didn't get in gold a lot. Um, and it's probably called something else now. He changes what the stuff's called every week. It was called gold then, and we did That season it was called gold, and we we didn't get in a lot. So I was not confident about what to do because we didn't do it a lot. So I didn't study a lot for the defense because we never called it a lot and, uh, went in the wrong gap. He just houses it for 50 and everyone did their job except for me. Cause I went in the wrong gap. And, uh, that was a pretty tough conversation getting back, um, from that. Uh, but you know, you, you have mental mental mistake. It could be something at like you're not even a part of the play. Like, you're on the backside of the play, and you give up, like give up leverage or whatever. You're going to get cussed out. So, and that happened multiple times a game, but that one was tough for sure.
0: Now, Debo not known for cussing. You, you say an actual cuss words from him
1: uh, I won't say he cussed <laughs> between me and you he yeah he, he lost his mind and that was that that I'll say that that the one with Ryan Carter that was the first member I ever heard cuss he didn't cuss at me ever he doesn't cuss like he is I'm telling you, the dude's uh pure like is what the people think is what we got every single day he's consistent he's an incredible just like human uh, Christian father-husband well, he cussed out Ryan Carter on that on that bus. <laughs> and that's why everyone's so scared because you never. That's I think I'm pretty sure it was my junior year. So I've been there for three years, and I've never heard, heard him say one bad word, and he <laughs> lost his mind. But that was the first national championship we played in, I guess, since 81. So, like, first opportunity, and Ryan Carter's on the ESPN with pants around his ankles, running.
0: Uh, a great story uh ben thank you man so much great great stuff uh, about venables and and the history there and man, really cool to hear what you're up to and 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 uh congratulations on the engagement and just exciting things in your life so re- really great to hear that man yes sir sounds good appreciate your time have a good day all right thanks to ben bulware great and fun and entertaining stuff as always from him one of the key figures of those early Clemson playoff teams. I also appreciate the support of our seven sponsors for helping make this happen. Most of all, thanks to all of you out there for hitting play every week. Be safe. Cheers.